0: Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John and Pastor Ed, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Radio is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John and Pastor Ed on k Phrase.
1: Well, good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon and I'm here with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. Tonight's program is Restoring Hope to the Homeless. If this is your first time with us or joining us at the Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women get control of their lives. We're going to talk about tonight's topic is restoring hope, and I'd like to have Blaine Nurse open up by introducing himself and sharing tonight's topic with us.
2: Okay, well, hello, family. My name is Blaine Nurse, and uh, I get to be the treasurer of uh, Cornerstone, but I just want to say that uh, it's been a joy, been a lot of joy working with these men, Pastor John's my brother-in-law, and um, he had a vision uh, to go out and help the homeless. Um, <clears throat> we get to minister to them, and we get to build relationships with them. And, and it seems like, you know, you guys, I'm really, it really is. It's a, it's a privilege because week end and week out, every single week, whether it's raining or whether it's sunshine, you guys are there. And we get to be there with the with just restoring the homeless and really offering hope. Um, tonight's message, or at least the scripture I believe God's put on my heart, I'm going to read to you. It's a very common verse that we're all familiar with, um, but it really seems to um, hit hit this ministry um, right on the nail. So here we go. I will be reading from Jeremiah 29:11 and 12 out of the New King James Version. It says. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. So with Cornerstone, you know, we get to, we're out there in the streets, uh, yeah, we get to take some food along the way and some some clothing, but I think for the most part is we we encourage everybody around us, whether it's the homeless or it's somebody just hanging out in the park. Um, We get to encourage them through Scripture and really the hope that, you know what, our Father in heaven, he has nothing but good thoughts for us. And so if we can be the hands and the feet, if we can share a cup of water, if we can share some food and most of all feed their souls through the power of the Word of God— um, that's what we're there for. And uh, so again, guys, it's been just an enormous blessing hanging out with you and, and really getting to meet and uh, whom we call the homeless, you know, the, the brothers and sisters that, that we've met out on the streets. Um, they, they become our friends. You know, you know them by name, and it's, yes. it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful experience. And so tonight's message, again, Restoring Hope, we know that this scripture was read. It was written by the prophet Jeremiah to the Israelites that were in captivity for 70 years, and God was just pouring his heart out. And this is what we want to pour out to those that uh, God's entrusted to us out on the streets. Absolutely. How about you
3: guys? You know, uh, when you talk about having a plan for your life, it kind of brings to mind Psalm 139, which says that God creates a plan for your life before you've ever lived one day of it. Mm. Now, I'm sure homelessness is not part of that plan. That's usually something we bring on ourselves. But as you read here that God still has a plan for you, I think it's miraculous that he can take you in a, uh, and and when you come to him, and he can fit you into that plan he created from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And so I I don't like this saying, but it kind of makes my point. It's not how you live, it's how you end. And the point of this is he can fit you into that plan so you end well. And that's the hope we're trying to bring to them, that all is not lost, even though they've strayed from God's plan, God will fit them right back in, so they end as he has the plan set to end. So that that's an encouragement to people that don't have any hope.
2: Yeah, and I would agree. Um, you know, we have all been in, through wilderness experiences, I believe probably most of us, if not all. and. And knowing you know the group that's here you know god has allowed us to go through so many things in life we've been through the valleys we've been through the mountains and i couldn't agree with you more pastor ed i couldn't agree with you more with the people that i get to teach and see uh, weekly and daily as you know it doesn't matter how we start it's just how we finish that race and uh, apostle paul has a lot to say about that yeah Um, so i agree with that I totally
1: agree with both of you. You know, that's the great thing about our Lord. He's very forgiving and merciful. Mm-hmm. Ed, you brought up the last week um, in the show about the dollar bill. Yes. And no matter what we have done in our lives or where we have been, God's love is always there for us. It's, you know, from the beginning of the New, um, Old Testament to the end of Revelations, it's all about demonstrating his love. I believe that, Ed, that you shared that one time, I believe, was on um, how, what Jesus came for. And was to show God's love if I remember right
3: yes there was a just kind of along that same line I was at a Bible study last night and it was a kind of a college course on on tape but the pastor ended by saying uh, by asking why did Jesus come? and uh, we got the regular answers you know for salvation and he would elaborate on that and say, yeah that's a good answer, but you're wrong. And he went through all the standard answers, and finally nobody had anything to say. So he took us to a scripture, and I apologize because I did not write that scripture down. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And I can't tell you where it's at. This is kind of an embarrassing moment for a pastor, I'll tell you. (laughs) That'll make sure they come back next week. Yeah, yeah, I'll have it for you next week. Uh, But one of the things uh, uh, that—what this uh, scripture said was the purpose for Christ's coming— was to share the love of God. Mm-hmm. And how did he share the love of God? By the cross, by all of the things that he did in his life here. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we should be doing. When you want to know what is your purpose in life, there's your answer. Your purpose is to share Christ, share the love of God for his people.
1: You, you know, and that just brings to my mind. You know, it said that Jesus came to serve and not to be served. And you know, and that's where he comes out and shows what he does for others and that's what Amen. you know brings up to me in a scripture that which really struck hard on me was in psalms seventy two twelve mm-hmm. through fourteen i'm going to be reading now the n i v version
3: and just by the way the one you vo that you just uh quoted about uh didn't come to serve, to be resur- served. I can tell you where that's at. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, would you tell me? <laughs> yeah, Mark 1045. Thank you, Ed. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and start off. It's in Psalms 72, verses 12 to 14 of the, I'm reading now, the NIV. For he will deliver the needy who cry out, the affected who have no one to to help. He will take pity on the weak and the needy and save the needy from death. He will rescue them from oppression and violence, for precious is their blood in his sights. You know, um, I sit back on that, and I think about that. And, you know, what really draws me in on that, these three verses, is that how much God cares. Mm -hmm. God cares for the homeless and the affected and the weak because they're precious to him. Just like what we are with, you know, just just as you are precious with God's eyes so are they and if God seeks uh, is feels so strongly about these needy ones and loves them so deeply how can we ignore their plight mm-hmm. you know that's another thing you know you, you you go by and you see him out there and and unfortunately they they're on the streets and they're sleeping and they're over there trying you know you see them around town and you, you sometimes your heart gets hardened because you don't want to help them because you feel that they got themselves there. But there's a, you know, as we work with them on the streets, as you know, mm-hmm. both of you, and we work with them and you get to hear their stories, yep. that's not the case. Cases, I've heard cases where they have lost work and they lost their homes and they became homeless. I've heard cases because of drugs or alcohol. That's part of it too. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then we run across the families with children out there. Now, the children do. didn't do anything, folks, you know, so, but, you know, they're a part of, you know, of what homeless cycle is. The and so the effects of it. Thank mm-hmm. you. And you so, to us, you know, we, we see this and we hear this, but if you out there who haven't been around or done anything with the homeless, you would think that the old classification, and excuse my expressions, but they used to call them bums, what I grew up in. Right, and they figured that's what their lifestyle was. Ed, you would know about that time, and yeah, that's they're saying that because I'm older than you. <laughs> yeah,
2: they don't know our age. Out there.
3: Yeah, one one of the things you brought up, by the way, just to kind of give an insight of the homeless. When you drive around during the day, you see them sleeping on the street. Well, one of the reasons is that they stay awake all night because that's the dangerous part of their day. Mm-hmm. And that's when they get beat up, when they get robbed. So they stay awake. They've if they've got phones. They've set them on music, anything to stay awake. So then in the daylight, they sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much scriptural uh, when they talk about the evil taking place in the dark. Uh, mm-hmm. It does on the street. It does. And... Uh, you also mentioned about getting on the street. You know, some of those, like you say, get uh, go on the street because they lost their job, they lost their homes for some reason. Uh, but once they're on the street, they lose hope. And when they do, that's when the drugs and the alcohol come in. Right. So they're not always get on the street because of drugs and alcohol, but so many times they end up with the drugs and the alcohol because of the hopelessness of being on the street.
1: Absolutely. That is, that is that is so true. It's the, the you see it in their faces and upon their body gestures of the broken down, hearted, and the homeless. You know, at the, the loss of
2: hope. Mm-hmm. And and that's what this show's about is hope. And we're just a bunch of guys or a couple of guys with just an awesome ministry team, uh, part of your church. I and mean, We're all one body of Christ. But you nailed it, Ed. That explained it very well. And and one of the things I want to encourage our listeners tonight, if if you're out there, is, you know, many of us, you know, as believers, we want to feed the homeless, we want to help them, and and I think we've all had a bad experience sometimes where somebody yep. threw that hamburger down on the ground, they just wanted money. I want to encourage our audience not to give up hope for the homeless. Um, don't let one or two bad experiences turn you away. We know that as Pastor John said earlier they are so they're they're God's beloved, um, He loves them, and uh, they they're in some tough circumstances. But I wanna I really wanna encourage the group tonight that uh, as you see the homeless, it's so easy for all of us. You know, it's so we're made of this flesh. It's so easy for us to judge, but I just want to encourage the listeners that man, when you see him, pray for him. Pray for him right there. Pray that God will come upon them. Pray God's Spirit will come upon him. Uh, the ministry we're part of, they're very open to the Word of God. We baptized a, a person a, a, about six weeks ago, I think, and she accepted the Lord. And, and there's there's things going on. And uh, so pray for them and uh, really all the workers.
1: You know, that, that's, you know you, you struck the chord there in my mind there. You know, we have been out there many, for what, many years now. I say many years. Yeah, it's about been about five. four or five years yeah. now. And we've been out there where we've seen prostitution, uh Drug, uh, go, drug dealings going on in that. Mm-hmm. You know, even with that, we had a gentleman that was involved in that. And when we used to pray, he would stand way far away. And then over time, I noticed his heart. You know, his heart being melted by the Lord, and he was up there receiving prayer. So mm-hmm. God can really change a person's heart, and we see a lot of this come into play. Yeah. So.
3: Same thing. I when we were out there, this is in the early part of our time out there. We were working, and there was a man leaning against a tree. And he got up and walked over, and he reached held his hand out to shake hands. So I shook hands with him, and he put a bill in his dollar or a yeah bill in my hand, and turned around and walked away. So when I left, I looked at it; it was a hundred dollar bill. Huh. So I walked over to thank him, and here's what he told me: I don't speak English. Huh. But just sitting there watching what we were doing was enough of a witness to him to know that we were working under the hand of God.
2: Yeah, and, you know, we had that one week down at the Embarcadero. where I believe we baptized four or five people. People were accepting the Lord. So, again, um, God's going to produce the fruit. Um, We're just faithful. We want to be there. We want to offer them hope. We want to give them something something to drink. We want to give them food. There's a lot of clothing that comes in. And so um, they, they come, at least to where we are, and uh, they'll grab whatever clothes they need, you know, socks, shoes. Um, sometimes had, you guys have had some sleeping bags out there. Uh, yes, sleeping um, bags, uh, uh-huh. coats, you name it, yes. So yes. the encouragement is 100%, folks, body of Christ, brothers and sisters, let's pray for these guys, and um, God will do the work.
1: You know, um, some of the places we've been there, um, some of the police wouldn't go in there with the, um, without backup. So it tells you where we go out and who we talk to. And, you know, we're under the protection of the Lord, and I feel that the Lord, I know that the Lord's always with us, and it's it's Him that's running the ministry, not of us. We're just being servants, and that's mm. what we're called to do. So I, I know that you have a, a verse that's on your heart. That's,
3: yeah. yeah, Ephesians 2. Um, uh, Blaine read uh, uh, Jeremiah 29. 11, 12, 11 and 13. And 12, yeah. I forgot to say 13. <laughs> okay. So this this is kind of the uh, New Testament version of that, and it's in Ephesians 2, verse 10. And again, uh, I read out of the New uh, Living Translation, so it's a little different than what you may be used to. It says, we are God's masterpieces. And I'd like to stop right there because that's one of the reasons I like this particular verse out of this uh, version because we are his masterpiece. And, you know, we share the things out there when people who have lost hope are out there and they hear things like the dollar bill example mm-hmm. where they, they regardless of what they've done, they haven't lost value. And then you start telling them you're God's masterpiece. It does make them realize that their life is not wasted. It's not useless, that there is hope for them. Mm-hmm. And that's what, where they're to, to uh, try to do is give them hope and encouragement. Anyway, it goes on and says, he created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us a long time ago. So it goes into the same as uh, as what Blaine was reading in Jeremiah. Uh, it, it also <clears throat> goes with this, like I say in the Psalm 139, where he has a plan for us. And I think when we're out there representing Christ and taking care of these people and we are witnessing the love of God, that's the plan he has for us. And that's why you can, regardless of where you're at in life, if you come to Christ, you can fit into that plan because his plan is we are witnesses of God's love. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. We are definitely witnesses, and that's each and every one out there is listening, to. You're all a witness. And, you know, the witness, it's basically just telling what God has done for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and you can restore hope for others, especially with the the needy and the poor. You know, that's one thing I like that says we should take uh, pity on the weak and the needy. And, you know, and we should. You know, um, back in in the Old Testament, they did the same thing. They always left the outside of their crop fields for the homeless the needy out there yeah. so that they can um, so that they would have food. So would you like to comment on that, Ed? Yeah. You know, that
3: in those days they provided and it was a part of the, their life. And uh, Jesus said, well, there's a, you're always going to have homeless. Well, so you go back to Deuteronomy, it says the same thing. You're always going to have homeless among you. The thing I liked about the way the, the, uh, they did it in the old Testament was that it was not a, a handout to the poor they had to go in and harvest from the corners of the crops, and they were able to go in. Once they had harvested crop, then the poor could go in and harvest whatever was left. That's right. So they had to spend some effort to take care of themselves. Unfortunately, those types of uh, accommodations for the poor are not here in our time, and we have no choice but to, to help them out as we do. You know, we have to take things to them rather than them coming out and being able to go to a field and harvest. So it's it's different times, uh, and and we just need to feed, find ways that we can help them to help themselves. And that's sometimes a little difficult to do. So
2: what? Well, you know, um, as we're reaching out there and we're just sharing with our audience uh, the things that God's doing through us, Um, and really praying for their prayers and support. Um, It's all about encouraging. You guys have been using the word encouraging, and you guys have been, I guess we all have, and been using the word love. Um, You know, God created us to worship, to worship him. Um, We know that if we look at all the gifts of the Spirit, if we look at everything that we read about in this Bible, um, it's all about love. And um, if if we can go and love those that, a lot of people could look down on but you know they're human beings and they're they're men and women we got children out there um and and really just to love them up but to encourage them i was looking guys for the scripture maybe pastor ed knows where this one is where the bible does say that we're to encourage one another daily yeah that's in uh let me think that's in hebrews ten twenty five. i think we might have to look that one up but Um, I think as we all go through different times and seasons in our lives, um, I think to be, you know, homeless and and not having that cushy pillow or that bed or just the, so many of the comforts, so many of the little things that we do have in life that they do not, um, to encourage them uh, is just an incredible blessing. It is. I think when when they show up and uh, we're starting to feed, we're putting food out on the table and clothing and they just they leave with a with a just a spring in their step man and we get to pray for them daily i mean yeah. each time we're out there you know we get to pray for so many of them yeah um,
1: a- absolutely and it was hebrew uh, ten twenty five right. <laughs> in the new test um excuse me in the niv it says let us not give up our meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching and we do see the day approaching. <laughs> oh, yes. All yeah, right, we, guys.
2: That's good. That's a good one. We do. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, it, that is. And you know, and while we're out there, and it's not all about just giving them food. We, we share the message of God with them. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Um, over time, they start to tell you their experiences out there, and they want the help that we give out. And that is a sign when we start working with our navigators, navigators, to work with them on special we put them you know i don't know a lot of you know that we put them into hotels and um and give them a break from being out there so they can actually sleep a lot of them tell me john all i want to do is sleep all day long And I understand because they had to walk around at night because they're afraid to lay their head down because of others coming out there, taking their stuff or beating them up. So, but that gives us a chance to work one-on-one with them. And when we do that, we, we get to give them the help they need. We can get them into a program or we can get them into homes that we have done. So this is, this is one of the benefits of folks that you, um, when you donate and, uh, to us or to others, um, Homeless ministries. Mm-hmm. That this is what we, we do. We we set them up in homes. We get them out on their feet where they're stable again and back to work, and that's right. giving them the restoring of hope again.
3: Absolutely.
2: And, and you know what? When I when I joined up with these gentlemen uh, and started getting in over to that over to the uh, park, I believe John, the, the, this ministry, praise God, um, that over seventy people. We're able to get homes? Uh, no, we are
1: actually, last, I, I quit counting when we hit 172, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know why I quit counting, I did, um, and it's because we do a lot in the courts, and we put a lot of people into programs and that, but I quit counting at 172 people, okay. so that, that that's not our, that's not from us, that was God's touch, you and know, absolutely. so, but that was a lot of people to get off the streets, um, and into programs too.
2: Yep. So. And uh, try and set them free. We know God can break those chains.
1: Absolutely. You know, folks, I just want to say, if you would like to help out with Cornerstone Transitional Housing, we do have a website so that you can go to and you can donate. And that money does not go to pay Ed, I, or Blaine. We do this all free. Um, you know, we volunteer our time. and But it does go to help put people into hotels so that we can work with them are into programs are into adult schools that we can get them into that weren't a new trade, maybe in heavy equipment Mm -hmm. or upholstery or whatever that may be. So this is where your money would go into, to helping us. Uh, we, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsors, our Mm -hmm. partnerships that we have. Uh, we want to tell Kim and Anna, thank you from Goodwill. They really help us out on a lot of our clothing that we receive and sleeping bags and, and etc. And I'd like to give a shout out to Javier, the owner of some barrels. Mm-hmm. He uh, supplies us with food. He get he donates burritos out there for us, so will. we can pass them out along with other items that we pass out along with them. So definitely want to give him a shout out. Yeah,
3: you know we also need to uh, talk about. Uh, Alcohol and Wesleyan Church, because they're really the ones that got us started. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, they financed our time of going out. When we first started, we only gave uh, bananas and water. That's right. But uh, it was a start, and now we've got all the food and, and stuff. But they have been really supportive, and uh, most of our help comes from that church. So just to... Just to say hi to
1: them. Absolutely. And that would be a shout-out to Pastor Steve Forsyth. And thank you, Pastor Steve. And I'd like to say one more time, our phone number, if you'd like to get a hold of us, would be 619-715-6915. Or you could go on the website, org. I am so grateful to be speaking uh, Mm -hmm. here with Blaine Nurse and Pastor Ed Brody. And I'd like to say to everyone out there, God bless you, and uh, have a great night.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John and Pastor Ed, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and will remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John and Pastor Ed here on K-Praise.